the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Omicron has landed. In case you missed it, uh, they found the first U.S. case of uh, Omicron in California. Somebody who arrived in San Francisco from South Africa felt symptoms, contacted a doctor, and now we're waiting to find out when we're supposed to panic. The uh, doctor in South Africa, by the way, who discovered Omicron, has been trying to tell everybody that she can't believe how much people are overreacting to this. And she said the cases that she dealt with all had mild symptoms. Stock market took a dive today uh, because of the possibility of more travel bans and lockdowns. So a guy got sick and he's okay now. Of course, Dr. Fauci got to do another news conference today. And the big guy, he says uh, that he's aware of the situation and he promises to keep us safe. I know of one business in my neighborhood, by the way, that has already reintroduced the mask requirement. I just heard about that a little while ago. I hope it doesn't spread. But how long is this going to go on? I mean, I'm not a doctor. and I don't even play one on TV, but I... I keep hearing doctors say that viruses will go through mutations. The world obviously overreacted to COVID-19, and now the people who did the overreacting are going to have to justify all the collateral damage that they're uh, so reluctant to talk about. So so now we have another virus, okay? And the TV network reporters are all more than happy to get very worried looks on their faces when they talk about it. It's hard to believe that unless uh, people start dropping over in the streets from the Omicron, that uh, that any, many people are going to be willing to change their habits because of it. I, I, I mean, they can't possibly believe that people are ready for more lockdowns over this. Does anybody really think that Omicron is going to be the last one of these things to pop up? The big guy and other people in government, including the evil Dr. Fauci, are going to be using this to push vaccines. Meanwhile, the guy who brought it over from South Africa was double vaxxed. So maybe this is just an advertisement for boosters, which, of course, means uh, good things for Pfizer's bottom line. But seriously, uh, I mean, is this something we should really be spending this much time talking about? Wake me up when it's over. Meanwhile, when we come back, we will talk to a woman who used to be a regional director at Planned Parenthood and now spends her time helping women get out of the abortion industry. Keep getting people, not just women. Uh, We'll talk to her about what happened at the Supreme Court today. And in our second half hour, the author of You're Looking Live, with great stories from behind the scenes at the NFL today, including why Jimmy the Greek punched Brett Musburger in the face. Stick around. Do you pay for your own health insurance? Are you self-employed, a gig worker? Are you a small business owner trying to help your employees find affordable benefits? If so, listen up. My name is Tom Yakupin, and you can save 25 to 50% or more on your monthly premiums and have benefits with first-dollar protection on many common outpatient services. That's right, no deductible, no copayments. With many traditional health plans, you're functionally uninsured because of deductibles, copays, and other cost-sharing devices that benefit the insurance company, but not you. With New Era Health Plans, you can access doctors, hospitals, and urgent care facilities with our freedom of choice nationwide PPO network, including Washington Hospital, St. Clair, Allegheny General, and UPMC. Call me, Tom Yakupin, 724-228-7187, or visit us online at NewEraHealthPlans.com. If you're with Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, you're paying too much for your wireless service. Because Pure Talk gives you the exact same 5G coverage as one of those big carriers on the exact same network, but saves the average family over $800 a year. And Pure Talk doesn't lock you into an overpriced, unlimited data contract. Why pay for data you don't need? 
Instead, get unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data for just $30 a month. And switching is so easy. You can keep your phone and keep your number. Or get huge discounts on the latest iPhones and Androids. So what are you waiting for? Start saving today. Go to puretalk.com, type in your address to find the coverage at your home, then enter promo code HALFOFF, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code HALFOFF. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof, or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows R Us offers 12 months no interest financing and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how'd you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding or roof replacement. Offer valid through 123121. All with 12 months no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windowsoruspittsburgh.com. That's windowsoruspittsburgh.com. Here's the deal. I've had constipation with belly pain, discomfort, and bloating for years. I've tried a lot of laxatives and fiber supplements, but my symptoms keep coming back. You could have a chronic condition called irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBSC. Linzess or linaclotide is a prescription medicine that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess works differently than laxatives. It lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than two years old. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. There could be more to your story with IBSC. Talk to a doctor today. Say yes to Linzess. Learn more at Linzess.com or call 1-800-LINZESS. Sponsored by Abbey and Ironwood Pharmaceuticals. This is the John Stackerwald Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. The Supreme Court heard arguments today on a case that could end up overturning Roe v. Wade. It's uh, Dobbs v. Jackson Women's Health. And it's about Mississippi's law that forbids abortions after 15 weeks of gestation. Pro-life advocates want to uh, let the states decide pro-abortion, well, pro-life advocates want the whole thing to go away, but uh, the idea is to start with letting the states decide, and pro-abortion advocates want to keep Roe v. Wade intact and let the federal government decide when it's okay to kill an unborn baby. Uh, Abby Johnson, Abby Johnson, I should say, knows both sides as well as anybody. She worked as the director of an abortion facility for eight years, and now she's the CEO of, and then there were none, that's an organization that helps people leave the abortion industry. Abby joins us now. Abby, thanks for coming on the show again. We had you on earlier, and uh, it was good to have you. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me back on. So I know you're not a lawyer, but uh, just uh, off the top here, were you encouraged by what happened at the Supreme Court today? I was, yeah. I, I listened to the arguments. Um, I thought the, the solicitor from Mississippi did a really great job. Um, defending his points, and the justices were all asking really great questions, and um, yeah, I feel I feel very encouraged. So you have an op-ed up at FoxNews.com today about what you call the abortion industry's greatest lie. What is that? Well, I think the the lie that has been sold to the American public, and, and particularly women all across the world, really is that women need abortion, that we need abortion to succeed, that we, you know, cannot, <laughs> that we just cannot possibly live without abortion. Um, and it, that was really one of the arguments that the council was trying to make today in her opposing arguments was that, you know, the reason that abortion needs to remain 
And the reason that Roe needs to remain intact is because women just desperately need abortion. And it's such a lie. Um, you know, women, we, we do have so many great resources in our country um, that women can take advantage of, albeit many, many times they don't know about those resources and, and we've got to really make it known what they are. Um, but, uh, you know, we don't need to kill our children in order to succeed. And, uh, and that it, it's just really a, a, a great myth that's out there. And we've come so far in our society from 1973 uh, we know so much more about the preborn human being. We have so many more resources and support systems intact for women who are in crisis pregnancies. Uh, it, it's just a lie to say that women cannot move forward and cannot move ahead in society without abortion. And really, what's the difference? And uh, what would be the difference in the argument to say, you know, what I have a two-year-old. Uh, kid uh, at home and um, it's really, I'd, I'd really like to go to law school. I think I'll kill him. I mean, how is that any yeah, different? Exactly. exactly. And and what was really interesting today, one of the things that really, I, it, it almost got me yelling at my uh, computer screen, was um, when I, I believe it was Sotomayor, and I think Kagan made the same same comment, when they were talking about how they said virtually nothing has changed. Nothing has changed in the past 50 years. And I thought, how utterly ridiculous. Of course things have changed in the past 50 years. We have more resources available for women. Our, our you know, laws have changed. We have more support systems in place. And, I mean, most definitely what we know about the preborn human child has changed. Medical advancements have changed. You know, the, the justices kept talking about viability and they kept talking about the standard of viability about 24 weeks. But we have now the, the smallest child born and surviving at 21 weeks and one day. So the standard of viability is no longer 24 weeks like it used to be. And so these are people that want us, you know, these, these liberals are people that want us to follow the science, follow the science, follow the science. Yet when we're actually talking about science, when we're talking about the science of preborn children in the womb, they want to, dis- do, to completely discard that science and pretend like that science doesn't exist. Well, and what happens when viability goes to 10 weeks? They figure out a way to... Exactly. To, uh, I mean, it, it could get down to uh, zero. A, a woman could become pregnant and transfer everything somehow to some... Uh, machine and and keep the the baby alive until it's born. Exactly, exactly, and and so we're you know we're really hoping for a favorable outcome. We're really hoping that the justices and we're praying that the justices will completely overturn Roe and Casey, and will allow the states to make their own decisions. I mean that's really what our what our country was founded on. It was founded on. States' rights. That's why states have their own constitutions, and um, so that they can uh, they can make their own decisions. And uh, and and if that happens, if Roe is overturned, then we believe there will be about 26 states in the country that would immediately ban abortion, which would be a huge win for the preborn child, but it would also be a huge win for mothers. This would be a huge win for women. Because these would be women who would not have to live with abortion regret later on down the road. Yeah, and speaking of changes, uh, you you point out, and I've I've actually done a couple of shows on this. Um, women are more women are going to college now than men. More more women now. now I guess maybe the 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 other side of that is that um, people who are pro-abortion will say that that's proof that abortion has helped. Uh, but, you know, that that women are now able to do that and wouldn't be if they couldn't abort their babies. Well, I mean, possibly. But look, we've got, I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, my, my mother-in-law uh, went to college with, with, my, uh, with my husband in tow. And she's a perfect example of a strong woman who completed college, uh, you know, with a degree in, in microbiology and um 
was able to complete college with some support with my husband. I'm so thankful that she did not utilize um, her option to choose abortion because if she did, then I wouldn't have my husband and our eight beautiful children. Um, And there are, I have eight children and there are tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of stories just like hers of women going to schools, utilizing family housing, utilizing the different groups that are on campus to support single moms, to support, um, you know, families that have children, um, that, you know, there's scholarships, there's grants, there's all kinds of programs for moms with children uh, who are completing their degrees. And, and even I'll say, uh, even my organization, Pro-Love Ministries, we have a scholarship uh, that's called Mama Scholar, and we award scholarships to to single mothers who are completing their education. So uh, there are so many opportunities out there for women who want to complete their college education. They do not have to have abortion to do that. We're talking to Abby Johnson. She's the founder and CEO of And Then There Were None. That's an organization that helps people leave the abortion industry and uh, also the author of a book called Unplanned that was made into a movie. Um, how often did you find yourself when you were director, uh, the uh, regional director for Planned Parenthood, do you look back on it now and you talk about the big lie and that you actually were telling women that yourself? Oh, every day. Um, I mean, that was part of what we did every single day. We were basically told to wreck women's plans. I mean, if a woman came in and, you know, let's say that she had a plan to be a parent, uh, let's say that she had a positive pregnancy test at our facility and she was happy about it, then our job was to destroy her plan of being a parent. And we did a very good job at it. We were, you know, we, we would talk to her about the expense of daycare. And how in the world is she going to be a parent in today's climate? And how is she going to be a single parent? And she doesn't have any support. And, um, you know, it's so hard to be a single mom today. And we wrecked her plans in order to get her to schedule an abortion that day. Because we had an abortion quota. We had a certain number of abortions that we had to sell every month. And every woman, every pregnant woman who came in, was a potential abortion client and that's how we were treated that's how we treated her um that's what we were uh that that was the instruction that we were given from our supervisors and if we didn't fulfill that instruction then we would lose our jobs and that's why you know over 98 percent of pregnant women who walk into Planned Parenthood facilities walk out with an abortion they are an abortion business, plain and simple. So it was like being a, an aluminum siding salesman. You had her, yep. the, the woman coming into the facility was you getting the, your foot in the door. And, you know, that's what a salesman always needs to do. Get, the first thing is to get your foot in the door. And you were in there to make a sale, not just you, but everybody who works at Planned Parenthood. And that would go for all the Planned Parenthoods that are still operating today. They're out there trying to make sales, right? A hundred percent, a hundred percent, and uh, it's a money ba- it's a money making business for them. It's their highest revenue generating product, so it makes the most money, costs them the least amount of money. So you know they're out here selling abortions. You know the minimum uh, minimum cost for an abortion today is somewhere around six hundred dollars. So they're making just money hand over fist off of these women. And, you know, some of these, some of these abortion facilities, they are packing women in, you know, 50 to a hundred appointments every single day. Um, and, and so, I mean, it, 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 they're just raking in the money with no care for the actual woman who's walking in. They're not giving her a choice. I tell people all the time, when a woman walks into an abortion clinic, her choice is immediately taken away from her because they're not interested in presenting her her options because the only, the only option that's going to make that facility any money is abortion. And they are told that the, the workers are told to turn every single visit into a revenue-generating visit. 
And the only way that they can turn a, a visit into a revenue generating visit on a pregnant woman is to sell her an abortion because they don't provide prenatal care and they don't do any sort of abortion referrals. I mean, adoption referrals. After eight years at uh, Planned Parenthood, what was it that uh, got you to leave? What was the, the last straw for you? Well, I was asked to assist. I, I wasn't typically in the rooms during the abortion because I was, you know, I was management, so I wasn't the medical staff. Yeah, you're not a doctor. Yeah. Um, but I, I was, I was asked to assist in uh, an abortion. I was asked to assist in an ultrasound guided abortion, and uh, the doctor needed me to hold the ultrasound probe during the abortion on the woman's abdomen, and it was a 13-week abortion. And I watched on the ultrasound screen as this 13-week-old baby uh, fought and struggled for his life against the abortion instruments. And I knew then that there was life in the womb, there was humanity in the womb, and I knew if those two things were true, then I was on the wrong side of this abortion debate, and so I ended up leaving. So if... What would happen, Abby, do you think, knowing what you know about the abortion industry and seeing it firsthand and and having to actually watch an abortion take place, how many minds would be changed if a video were made available for everybody to see of an abortion actually happening? Uh, It's something that people talk about, and they can be very callous about it, but... Uh, how many people have actually, aside from the women who actually have the abortion and experience it, how many people actually are aware of what goes on and how gruesome it is? I can tell you that if people actually saw an abortion take place, um, it would it would change it, it would change most minds, and I I know that to be true because. My, my film, Unplanned, showed uh, probably the, the closest thing that people can see to a real-life abortion. Um, and, you know, it, it, was, it was actually, it was a CGI, of course, but it was uh, real ultrasound images of a, a, a real-life baby uh, at about 13 weeks. And they ended up manipulating those uh, images to uh, so that the viewer would be able to see what I saw. And we worked with uh, the CGI designer to, to to make it as real as possible. Um, and I can tell you that Unplanned changed the minds of... Probably, I don't know, probably tens of thousands of, of people who were pro-choice and are now pro-life. And it was because they witnessed what an abortion actually looks like to the child in the womb. Mm-hmm. You know, abortion continues to exist, I believe, and it is so prevalent in this society, I believe. Because the primary victim of abortion goes unseen. And if we could actually see what's taking place to these children, if we could see the horror that they endure, I believe most people would stand against it. Yeah, there's a, there's a um, video that, uh, and I only have about a minute left here, there's a, there was a doctor who testified uh, who used to perform abortions, and it's about a six-minute video of him dis- um just describing what happens uh, at an abortion, and it's really powerful. It's hard to believe anybody could listen mm-hmm. to that and, and still be be pro-abortion. Yeah, yeah, that's Dr. Leventino, Dr. Yeah. Anthony Leventino. He was giving a congressional testimony, and it's very, very powerful. Yeah, well, I, I'm out of time, Abby. Uh, wh- how can people help your organization? Uh, and then there were none. They can go to abortionworker.com, and if people want to get in contact with me, they can go to my website directly, abbyjj.com. Abby, thanks, uh, and thanks for the work you're doing. Hope to talk to you again soon. Thanks. Of course. Thank you so much. Okay, that's Abby Johnson, and we'll be right back.
SRN News. I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Omicron has arrived in the United States. That word a short time ago from White House medical advisor, Dr. Anthony Fauci. The individual was a traveler who returned from South Africa on November the 22nd and tested positive on November the 29th. The individual is self-quarantining and all close contacts have been contacted and all close contacts thus far have tested negative. The individual was fully vaccinated and experienced mild symptoms which are improving at this point. Members of the U.S. Supreme Court's conservative majority are giving signs they may make sweeping changes to limit abortion rights in the U.S. They heard arguments today on a Mississippi law that would restrict abortion after 15 weeks of pregnancy. On Wall Street, the Dow Jones Industrial Average up 34 points. This is SRN News. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy. Dr. Sebastian Gorka explains what's really going on. Driver suspected of killing five at Wisconsin Parade was speeding away from a knife fight, officials say. That is a lie. It is a lie meant to protect a bloodthirsty BLM murderer. Yes. America first with Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Afternoons at 3, right before John Steigerwald at 5 on AM 1250. The answer. Qualifying for Medicaid is complicated, and the timing of your application is critical. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. The biggest mistake? Not consulting with a qualified legal professional before you apply. There's a lot at stake, especially for those with a spouse staying at home. At Abernathy and Hagerman, we can help you navigate the Medicaid rules so you can properly protect some or all of your life savings from a long-term care crisis. Before you apply, contact Abernathy and Hagerman at a-h.law. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Uh, Nick, what are you doing? Well, Adam, Thanksgiving is over, so it's officially time for the holidays. And it's time for our Legacy Box Cyber Monday sale, which means you can save up to 65% when you digitize your home movies and pictures. What an incredible reason to join the millions of people who've entrusted Legacy Box to safeguard their recorded memories. Plus, Legacy Box is the best gift for you or a family member. It's what Better Homes and Gardens called the most sentimental gift to make this holiday season special. And what Reader's Digest called a genius product. That's because Legacy Box is simple and safe. Just fill and send, and you'll get your new digital copies of your treasured tapes, film reels, and photos. So turn on the Christmas music and make sure to visit LegacyBox.com and shop our Cyber Monday sale to take an unreal 65% off. Our Cyber Monday sale is going on now at LegacyBox.com slash LBOX. That's LegacyBox.com to take 65% off. Visit LegacyBox.com slash LBOX. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP. Pittsburgh. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on The Answer Mobile App. Smart speakers. Tune in iHeart or Odyssey. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Taking our last look at traffic for your Wednesday, we're seeing that busy ride on the Parkway East outbound. Your delay about 11 minutes between Boulevard of the Allies and Edgewood Swissvale. On the inbound side, pretty congested also 2nd Avenue to the Fort Pitt Bridge. Parkway West outbound delays between Banksville Road and Carnegie. Looks like about an extra five minutes there. On the Fort Duquesne Bridge inbound ride looking a little heavy. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, The Answer. Weather. 
We'll see a bit of rain this evening. Otherwise, expect considerable cloudiness. Tonight will reach a low of 41. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy skies with a shower in spots. Winds will gradually subside and we'll see a high tomorrow of 55. For Friday, considerable clouds with a shower in places in the afternoon. Expect a high Friday of 43. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. You are looking live. Actually, you're listening live. Uh, if you were alive in the 70s and 80s uh, you f- and you followed sports, when you hear that line, you think of Brent Musburger. And that line means a lot more to Rich Podolsky. He was right there with Brent, and he's written a book called You Are Looking Live, How the NFL Today Revolutionized Sports Broadcasting. And Rich joins us live right now. Rich, thanks for being here. Hey, John. Nice to talk to you. Thanks for having me on. So what was your job at the NFL today? And when uh, when you were doing it, did you think you were revolutionizing sports broadcasting? Uh, my, I was the writer on the show. Uh, I, I got the job uh, because I was a Beano Cook disciple. Uh, I had met him when I was covering the Dolphins down in Miami in uh, 74 and uh, when uh, he went back to television, uh, he recommended me for the job. I was very lucky to be a part of that. And no, I did not think I or we were revolutionizing anything. Uh, but as I uh, later learned, uh, the show was really uh, revolutionized a few years before I got there. I got there in 77. Uh, the show uh, was really turned around in 1975 by a guy named Bob Wessler, who uh, came in uh, at CBS Sports to run uh, the, the division. And uh, he not only went live with the show, uh, he decided to break some barriers, and he brought on the first woman on a live sports show, and that became Phyllis George. And the first African-American, that was Irv Cross, uh, who was spectacular. And, of course, uh, the, the main cog in, the, in that show was Brent Musburger that first year. And the second year, they added Jimmy the Greek, and uh, the ratings doubled. So who, was it Wessler who was responsible for the cast of uh, Musburger? Yeah. Cross yes, George? he was. Yeah, Wessler was, uh, I call him the, the visionary in the, in the book. Uh, Wessler uh, had come to CBS as uh, a, a young uh, genius uh, just so to speak, uh, he, uh, in his twenties was running the CBS news special events unit. And, uh, he became, uh, Walter Cronkite's go-to guy. Uh, and he was in charge of all the conventions and, uh, uh, the, the JFK funeral that CBS news did, uh, uh, the, uh, uh, election nights, things like that. Uh, he was he was just spectacular at that. Then they sent him to WBBM in Chicago, and he turned around that that uh, station. Uh, he took it from number four to number one in uh, the ratings, and then they sent him to CBS Sports. He later became president of the entire network. But at CBS Sports, he took some chances when he brought in Phyllis and when he brought in Irv Cross. Nothing like that had ever been done before. And John, you got to remember that in 75, there was no internet. There were only three channels. There was no cable, no ESPN, no Fox. You know, and things were a little uh, laid back, and he really shook up the world. And people were uh, so anxious to come home from church to watch this show. Uh, Phyllis George wasn't there for the X's and O's. What was her role? Or at least, you know, what was her role to begin with, and how did it evolve? Uh, her, her role was, uh, to interview the star athletes and the star coaches. Um, she had a uh, broadcast experience, uh, doing, uh, the Miss America show. She had become Miss America in 1971. And, uh, th- they brought her back to co-host with Burke Parks every year after that. And she was also co-host of a show called Candid Cameron, uh, with a guy named Alan Funt. But she didn't like that nearly as much. And when she uh, had a chance to meet Bob Wessler, she impressed him as somebody that could be on a show like this 
that uh, knew football but was not a football expert or a football reporter. Uh, and uh, she was really the girl next door. Everybody liked her right away. She didn't wear a lot of makeup. She was just great to look at and very charming and very friendly. And, and uh, America just fell in love with Phyllis George. They found a great way to hide her, so to speak, while they were shooting the show live. Uh, they kept two shot, a two shot on Brandon Irv a lot of the time. And uh, they sent Phyllis out with NFL Films to do these great features with guys like Joe Namath and Roger Staubach. And uh, the first season, when she interviewed Staubach, she asked him to compare himself to Namath. And he said, uh, he kind of shocked uh, the show and the world when he said, uh, Joe's uh, swinging single, I'm happily married. Joe likes to have sex with lots of girls. I like to have lots of sex, too, but just with one, my wife. I remember that, that, yeah. That, when that went over the world, the air, that was kind of shocking. Uh, Phyllis was just a, a great addition to the show. Uh, but a year later, when he added Jimmy the Greek uh, to talk about gambling and point spreads, uh, the ratings doubled. And, and don't forget, John, that when Brent said you are looking live, that was really a tip to the gamblers, uh, the way that came about. Uh, uh, they did a production meeting at the beginning of 75, uh, and somebody said, you know, my friends bet on the games, and they want to know what the weather is. And Brent said, well, <laughs> when we do, do that that thing where we go around from stadium to stadium at the opening, I could say you are looking live at Soldier Field or Best Stadium. And that, that became the, the call word of the show uh, for the next 15 years, the way they opened it. Now, I... I, uh, I- Phyllis George is interesting to me, um, and I, I, I compare a lot of the women working in TV sports today, I, I, I compare them to prices Right girls. They, they sit or stand on the set, uh, the set uh, showing lots of cleavage. Uh, they nod their heads a lot. Uh, they throw it to commercial breaks. They add nothing to the show other than their looks. And I couldn't help noticing uh, Phyllis's picture on the cover of your book, there was none of that. She was dressed for business. She was dressed as businesslike for a woman as all the men were in the picture on the cover of the book. Yeah, so, actually, the, the picture in the, on the cover of the book is the iconic black and white photo of the four of them, Brent Phyllis, the Greek, and Irv, in that order. And Phyllis is wearing a, a, a sport jacket, uh, you might say, or a suit yeah, jacket. Yeah, a blazer, yeah. And yeah, she, she, she came to work. She worked very hard. Uh, she was dedicated to the job and uh, she really loved the job and uh, we all loved working with her. You couldn't have found a kinder person. Wessler said his, his reason for bringing her a woman on the show is he felt that uh, television sports had become a male ghetto, wall to wall men. All these shows were just men. Uh, you never found a woman in sports and television in the early seventies. Uh, and he thought uh, having a woman on uh, would improve the chemistry, and it not only improved the chemistry, it certainly improved the ratings. And Phyllis was, was perfect for that, for that type of job. Yeah, and you also point out in the book that uh, she was a great interviewer. You mentioned the Staubach uh, interview. She, mm-hmm. because of, she, I think they were really smart not to try to push her as some kind of an ex's an O's expert, and she wasn't really there to talk about the football. She was there to talk about the other stuff, and she was able to draw things out of people like Roger Staubach, like the famous answer that you just uh, described. Right, yeah. She she described it herself as she got them to take their armor off. Uh, and, you know, we like to look back at it now and, and say that what uh, the NFL today did in those years with those uh, interviews, uh, having them at home, uh, you got to see a great player without his helmet on, at, at home with his family, relaxed, talking about things that weren't football necessarily. And America really, really loved that kind of stuff. It was certainly a different show. Uh, the ratings were incredible. Uh, the first season, the show won an astounding 13 Emmy Awards. Uh, it really helped the NFL grow its product. Uh, it became cool to be an NFL fan. Uh, and 
the NFL overtook uh, Major League Baseball as the number one sport during this time. We're talking to Rich Podolsky. He's uh, the author of a book called You Are Looking Live, How the NFL Today Revolutionized Sports Broadcasting. Um, Jimmy the Greek was a fixture on that show for a long time. Before gambling was legal and before the NFL even wanted to talk about uh, gambling, would his act work today? Would it, would he be great for today with the everybody doing the gambling right, right in front of everybody? Well, well I... I you know, what the Greek did in 75 that was so new and so different, today he'd be one of many out there. Right. Um, but, but you know, the Greek was probably the most famous one of the four of them uh, when he came on the show. Nobody knew who Brent was unless you lived in Chicago. You know, Phyllis was known only to Miss America fans. Uh, Herb, uh, only to Philadelphia Eagle fans. You know, and they weren't national uh, celebrities. But the Greek was... Uh, the Greek became famous in 48 when he won a million dollars betting on Harry Truman to win the presidential election against Thomas Dewey. He got 20 to 1 odds two weeks before our week, the week of the election. Uh, and that was all because his sister told him not to grow a mustache. It reminds her of Hitler. And the next thing he did was he looked in the front page of the Chicago Tribune and saw a picture of Dewey with a mustache and thought, my God, this could be an even money bet. He uh, canvassed 500 women, uh, found out four of them, 400 of the 500 hated mustache, men with mustaches. And he went to a New York Lindy's where they did, were famous for the cheesecake. And he made those bets uh, anywhere from 17 to 22 to 1 with three different bookings. And when I asked him why he took the 17 to 1 odds, he said he was promised that the guy would pay off. <laughs> well, and, and, uh... and, 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 Two nights later, Walter Winchell, who was the most powerful media person in the country, went on his radio show and told uh, the whole world that Jimmy the Greek uh, was an even bigger winner than Harry Truman on the presidential night. And why did... So the uh, Greek, go ahead. So the Greek just became famous from that. Mm-hmm. And then after that, that he became even more famous. So why did uh, Jimmy the Greek punch uh, Brent Musburger in the face? Uh, that... <laughs> That happened in uh, 1980. Uh, there was five years into the Greek stay on the show, and the Greek was on the show for 13 years. Uh, the Greek had a segment called The Greek's Grapevine, which uh, was supposedly inside information, but uh, the producers and Brent uh, were came to the conclusion that a lot of his inside information was just tips from his buddy Al Davis, the owner of the Raiders. But on this particular Sunday in October of 1980, the Greek had a legitimate piece of news nobody else had, and that was that Notre Dame was going to fire their coach, Dan Devine, uh, a month later at the end of the season and hire, of all things, a high school coach from Akron, Ohio, Jerry Faust. They rehearsed it uh, before the show went live on the air, and when it was the Greek's turn for that segment, uh, instead of Brent just throwing it to him and say, what do you got for us, Greek? Brent blurted out the news. Uh, he stole the Greek's thunder. He left the Greek flat-footed. Greek was pissed the rest of the day. He was already upset, thinking uh, Brent was shorting him on airtime. Uh, and uh, when they had got together at a place called Pear Trees that night, uh, where all the CBS people had seemed to go after the show, uh, the Greek kept complaining People had too much to drink. Um, when uh, the Greek uh, made one more comment, Brent stood up, walked over to him, and said, according to Ted Shaker, the uh, producer of the show, uh, Brent said to him, you know, Greek, I can make you disappear anytime I want. At that point, the Greek hit him right in the mouth. <laughs> you know, I, I think he probably should have done that on the set when he stole the stole, stole the uh, <laughs> stole the story. That would have been really um, effective. Uh, but what, well, they go ahead. They they made up uh, during the week, at least on the surface. And when they went on the air the following Sunday, I I was the writer on that show, and uh, they uh, put boxing gloves in front of each guy and. Phyllis rang a bell uh, like it was a boxing match, and she opened the show by saying round one. So wait a minute. So, uh, so that I don't remember. I mean, I, I think I, I remember something about them having an issue, but the fight became no widely known, and, uh, yeah, and so they had fun yeah. with it. 
it was in the Washington Post that the following uh, Tuesday and the front page of the New York papers after that. And yeah, it became uh, national news. And in fact, uh, eight years after that, uh, when the Greek went on David Letterman to talk about politics in 1988, all Letterman really wanted to talk about was the fight with Musburger eight years earlier. <laughs> and and uh, the Greek said, you know, uh, 13 years together, even a man and his wife have at least one good argument. So, uh, you know, we're now we're the best of friends. Well, it turned out a couple months later, they weren't the best of the friends when the Greek made his controversial comments on uh, Martin Luther King weekend and the CBS fired him. A lot of people think that Brent could have saved him if he went to his defense, except he went the other way. Well, the fight, if, if I'm a producer, I'm think I'm thanking both of them. If uh, It sounds like the fight did wonders for the ratings and, and got people talking about the show. Yeah, it did. It was the highest rated show of the year. I would guess. So um, why was uh, Brent Musburger fired? Uh, Brent Musburger uh, was fired in quotes in 1990. In in reality, they did not renew his contract. Uh His contract was due uh, at that point, and uh, Ted Shaker became the executive producer of all CBS Sports at that point, and uh, President Neil Filson decided that they wanted Brent to give up some of the many things that he was hosting. He was hosting the the NFL uh, uh, the the uh, college basketball, the Masters, the Belmont Stakes, and the U.S. Open, to name a few. And they were about to get Major League Baseball, and Brent was going to be the, the face of that for CBS Sports as well. But they had uh, uh, Jim Nance sitting in the bullpen, Greg Gumbel, James Brown, uh, other, other very qualified people like Pat O'Brien who could host events. I compared it to a, a Major League manager who had five starters but only gave the ball to the same guy every day mm-hmm. and that was Brent. And brent wouldn't give up any of those events they asked him to give up some so they could uh groom some of these other people nance had already been at the network five years and they knew how great he was and they had nothing to to give him so um they decided not to uh renew brent's contract it became a cost celeb because it happened at the final four uh uh, and the news broke on April 1st, 1990, in Denver. And uh, a lot of people thought it was an April Fool's joke, but it wasn't. Hey, Mike, I'm talking to Mike on the other side of the glass here, as they say in radio. Mm-hmm. If I take a break, can I come back and I have a couple minutes with Rich? Uh, if you want if you want to stick, I didn't get around to asking you what it's like being Beano Cook's uh, roommate, and I'm, I have to take a break. But uh, I'll have a couple minutes after the break if you want to stick around. I'd love to tell you talk about Beano. Thanks. We'll be okay. We'll be right back. John Stagerwalder, and you know that my pillow doesn't have their box stores or any shopping channels. They've been part of this cancel culture, and they want to pass the savings on to you. You can get the lowest price in the history of my pillow for their classic standard my pillow, regularly sixty nine ninety eight, now only nineteen ninety eight with promo code. They also have queen size, regularly seventy nine ninety eight, now twenty four ninety eight with promo code, or king size, regularly eighty nine ninety eight, only twenty nine ninety eight with promo code. My pillow is not just pillows; they have over one hundred and fifty products, everything from sleepwear to my new beds. Promo code also works on mystore.com and frankspeech.com. Go to mypillow.com or call 1-800-716-8087 and use promo code STAG to take advantage of Mike's special offer on his standard MyPillow. That's mypillow.com, promo code STAG or 1-800-716-8087. Eight zero eight seven. Hate checking your mailbox because you owe money to the IRS? Stop pretending it'll magically go away. The IRS can garnish your paycheck, levy your bank accounts, even take your home or business. Scary stuff. Thankfully, there's a new way to get right with the IRS. It's called the Taxpayer Relief Initiative, an IRS program created specifically to help taxpayers struggling due to the pandemic. This powerful program provides new, more
more flexible options that can make resolving your tax problems easier. If you qualify, it could save you money. Nobody knows this program like America's number one tax relief firm, Optima Tax Relief. Optima will stand between you and the IRS, fighting to help stop aggressive collection actions and helping to protect your assets. Don't wait till it's too late. Call Optima now for a free consultation. Call 800-354-2840. 800-354-2840. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. This is the John Stacker Walt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. We have a couple of minutes here with Rich Podolsky, author of You Are Looking Live, How the NFL Today Revolutionized Sports Broadcasting. Uh, I couldn't let you go without asking you what it was like being Bino Cook's roommate. Uh, Bino was an incredible uh, human being. Uh, He was a very generous guy. He tried to always fight for the little guy and get people jobs when they were coming out of college. Uh, He he, uh, helped me when I was uh, down on my luck uh, and brought me to CBS. Uh, He was just a wonderful guy, but... One of the smartest, he was Rune Arledge's uh, guru when it came to college football, and uh, he was a genius. You know, I, I tell a few Bino stories in the book, but the book you really need to get is Haven't They Suffered Enough, which was Bino's autobiography that he did with John Lucas. I think you're going to have John on soon. I've had him on, and i got about a minute left. you got a, you got time to tell me why Don Shula wanted to get rid of him. Because uh, Joe Robbie hired Bino without Don Shula's blessing. That's ba- the basic reason. And uh, uh, Bino would still come to practice at Biscayne College. And after practice, uh, he, he ruled the media room telling stories. But he made everybody shut up when Walter Cronkite came on CBS News at 6 o'clock. <laughs> uh, Bino liked the news. He was a news junkie and a political junkie. Yeah. Hey, uh, uh, Rich, I'm out of time. I, uh, everybody should get this book. You are looking live how the NFL today revolutionized sports broadcasting. I've read a good bit of it, and it's tremendous. And uh, it's a great Christmas gift for somebody. And I wish I had more time to talk about it, but it means people should get the book and read it. They'll find some great stories in there. Thanks for, thanks for coming on, and good, good luck with the book. Thank you, John. All right. Appreciate it. Okay, that's uh, Rich Podolsky. And again, the title of the book is You Are Looking Live, How the NFL Today Revolutionized Sports Broadcasting. And uh, I'm done for today, and I will be back tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Bye. The John Steigerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.